Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew chapter 3. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, pray that you would help us to turn our minds to you, to repent, to turn away from our sins, and to focus on you, your ways, that we would be prepared people. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Matthew, chapter 3. Now in those days John the Baptist came preaching in the Judean wilderness, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. For this is the one who was spoken about by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John himself had his clothing made from camel's hair, and a belt made of leather around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the district around the Jordan were going out to him, and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Offspring of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore produce fruit worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from these stones. Already now the axe is positioned at the root of the trees. Therefore every tree not producing good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But the one who comes after me is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will clean out his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the storehouse, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John in order to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it now, for in this way it is right for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. Now after he was baptized, Jesus immediately went up from the water, and behold, the heavens opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming upon him. And behold, there was a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. The main character we start the chapter with here is John the Baptist. He was a rough guy. He was there to prepare the way. And he had a rough job to do, getting people's hearts right. Matthew gives us this quote from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40 to describe the purpose of John the Baptist. He's here to prepare the way of the Lord. The Lord is like the king. He's coming to visit. You want to make sure the roads don't have potholes. They want to be smooth and straight. So he's here to straighten things out. It's a hard job, and he's going to do it. His job was to prepare hearts, not roads specifically. But it was still a rough job, and he was here to do it. And so he's a rough guy. He's like Elijah the prophet in the way he's described here, wearing a hairy garment, camel's hair, 
that would have been a very rough hair, a belt made of leather, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Those are things that you could you could scrounge around the Jordan there. They were clean, so he was not an unclean, ungodly person. He was a good Jew, but still a rough man. All these people were going out to him in the desert, in this rough area, and they were being baptized as they confessed their sins. We might say that John the Baptist was real, and people saw that, and they wanted to be part of that. And so they wanted to have their hearts prepared for this coming kingdom. They wanted to be ready for the Lord. But there were some who came that John the Baptist understood were not there to prepare their hearts, and those were known as the Pharisees and Sadducees. The Pharisees would have been the religious conservatives, the people who were the super holy, very careful about things. But John the Baptist saw through their outward show of things and realized that their actual deeds were not in keeping. So he says, bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. Fruit would be their actions. And so they tried to have actions that looked good, but in reality, they were oppressing people and and their hearts weren't truly changed. The Sadducees were more of the elites, the uh, we might call them liberals, um, but they were more of the, the higher-ups ruling. And again, John the Baptist knows what they're like. He sees their actions. He's not looking into their hearts, but he can get an idea of their hearts by their actions, their fruits. And so he calls them offspring of vipers, snakes, which would be unclean animals, maybe even hinting at the snake, the serpent in the garden who tempted Eve, poisonous snakes, so dangerous. He's calling these people dangerous. To call somebody the son of something uh, it means that's what they're like, and so he's saying they are like snakes. Definitely an insult here. I think John does still care about these people, but he's giving them a very rough speech here to wake them up, that they cannot just pretend to be like everybody else getting baptized here. They need to change their hearts. He says the axe is positioned at the root of the trees, giving the idea here that there's judgment about to come, that they're about to get chopped down if they aren't going to repent. They have just a brief window of time here before that axe is picked up and started to swing. So they better start producing those fruit so that the gardener is happy, or else he's taking those trees out and putting something else in their place. Then he gives the idea of the winnowing shovel of the Lord to come. The judgment is coming, and this is a separation, separating the wheat and the chaff, so the good fruit, the wheat berries, versus the chaff, the holes that you just want to burn up. They need to be the right fruit. Jesus shows up, and he comes to be baptized. Now, that strikes us as odd, because Jesus didn't need to repent. He didn't need to change his mind. His mind was already perfect. And John recognizes that Jesus is living rightly. And so John doesn't see that Jesus needs to repent and change. Jesus says, 
Permit it now, for in this way it is right for us to fulfill all righteousness. So Jesus doesn't say, I need to repent too. He says, this will fulfill all righteousness. So one way we could look at this is that Jesus is showing that his mind was already set. So the other people had to repent, change their minds. Jesus is showing his mind is already set on his purpose. And so this is a symbolic move to start his ministry, showing that he has set his mind on this direction. Well, immediately as he comes up out of the water, there's this voice from heaven and the dove that comes down. The Holy Spirit comes down as a dove. And the voice says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So the Father and the Holy Spirit put their stamp of approval on him at this moment. And now for a deeper dive. The Holy Spirit coming down like a dove is an interesting symbol and reminds me of the dove right after the flood that Noah sent out in Genesis chapter 8, verse 11. And the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly picked olive tree leaf was in her mouth, and Noah knew that the waters had subsided from upon the earth. So this ties Jesus' baptism to the flood, or perhaps the flood to Jesus' baptism. The flood was a picture of baptism, and Peter actually brings this out in 1 Peter chapter 3. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.